Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, this is Danny Rocket. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. Uh, just a quick message. Uh, why aren't you supporting us on patreon.com slash sunranto? It's a way that you can get this show, uh, the pre and post games, all of it early and ad free. It's where I post it every single day. You get access to our show notes. Uh, you get you can get access to our music. It's very simple. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto for a dollar a month or more. You can get the RSS feed, which goes right to your inbox into any podcatcher. And you won't have to ever listen to any ads uh, during a Sunranto show pre or post game or any of our regular shows. Um, so just do that. And uh, much appreciated. There are 97 of you who already support us, and I thank you so much. Uh, so uh, get over there and uh, help us out. Dollar a month, that's all it costs. We want you to support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Preview. Cups preview. Cups preview. What's up, preview boys? Like the shirt. Yeah, huh? You like this? You want it? I'll show it to everybody. Yeah, I can't see it. Oh, nice. Be alert. Wear a unk. Oh, no, I see. <laughs> oh, be alert. Wear muff. Hey, I don't think you're going into your microphone, Cotton. Yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll remove him from the stream until his technical difficulties are uh, come... Uh, Come clean. I know that I caused a lot of controversy, so I just wanted everyone to know I am drinking a very expensive beer that cost a lot of money. It definitely is not Coors Light. It's you're drinking Coors Light out of a glass, aren't you? Don't lie to the people. This is as expensive. This is like a New England IPA special release that nobody has except for me. Yeah, New England, more like Colorado. I you know IPF. (laughs) It it's. It's pussy fart. <laughs> uh, All right. How's that? Better? Terrible. <laughs> still, I don't know what to tell you. Welcome to Michael Cotton's Technical Difficulties with the Sunranta Show. Um, yeah, he's going to restart his computer, come back. So, and we got another series, Cubs Go on the Road. Uh, I mean, I think that was a long home stand. You know, it, it didn't, was a didn't go long well. Home- and because it felt like awful, uh, if you take a look at it, it was, it was, it was the longest home stand they had of their year, and they won four of their last seven games, which doesn't seem as bad. But you know, tough losses to the White Sox. You know, they, they went one and three against Milwaukee, three and two at St. Louis with two miracle wins by Bowie, and one and two against the White Sox. So the team now has twenty road games and only thirteen home games left, which is hard to believe. Yeah, only 33 games left. Um, that, that That is really hard to believe. I mean, I think uh, I was just on the rant with Evan Altman and John Verlees, and we were talking about this, and this rang true to me. Um, Evan said, he goes, you know, I think you, you look at how the offense has been really struggling. 
and they're at home. They're, they're going home to their apartments uh, and they're, you know, they've got a, a level of freedom that maybe they don't have when they're on the road. So now they got to go out there. They got these enhanced protocols. They're as a team, you know, they're hitting the rooftop bars together instead of going home. It's a different vibe. And in this pandemic time, you know, things are very difficult when you have to travel right now. This could be the thing that focuses their brains. I thought focus Grandpa their- Rossi. Was, I thought Grandpa Rossi was the one that was going to focus their brains, and he was going to change it. And Joe Madden let them all kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, well, you you would think, but uh, you know, I just feel like. I don't know. There's something about the certain intensity level. I mean, Javi's admitted he's pressing, or and uh, you know, obviously the the offense is just is not clicking in any way. I mean, you you win yesterday, but only with the two runs, you know, which is isn't going to usually cut it in uh, in this era of uh, of you know three true outcomes. Oh. I guess Michael's I, not. I, oh no! No, even the even worse technical yeah. difficulty is Michael's head has disappeared. Yes. Hey, um, okay, can you our, hear me now? Is this yeah. pro- is this working? Yeah, oh, piss me off. I uh, Bethur says as uh, our friend Bethur says. I imagine the glass was more expensive than Crawley's beer. Yeah, probably right. Uh, yeah, but the glass that glass is probably eight bucks at Sport World. Um, but um, you know, t- talking about that about the offense, you know. It was interesting. I got this information. Yesterday's win over the White Sox was the Cubs' third this season, in which they plated two or fewer runs. They beat Pittsburgh 2-1, to one, and they beat Kansas City 2 nothing. So the team's three victories with two or fewer runs is tops in the NL and tied for second in the majors. And, you know, the only thing that saved us from getting swept here was this stud right here, Mr. Darvish, man. No shit, yeah. In one week, 13 innings pitched, 17 Ks, and he gave up two runs. Without him, man, I don't know where we were. And thanks to the Cubs, Jose Abreu was named your NL Player of the Week. How could he not be the NL or the AL? AL, I'm sorry, AL. It, it's really confusing because it's AL and they're playing the NL. But, yeah, it's really confusing. But, yeah, seven home runs. How do you not win the Player of the Week if those are your numbers? I mean, that is just insane. 1896 OPS. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy go off like that. I mean, I really don't. Seven, seven home or six home runs just in that three game series. Like maybe I've seen it in like a five game series that had like, what wasn't it? There was a Matt Carpenter. Was it? Yeah, well, there's, there's a Carpenter. Year, yeah. yeah. I think it was just last year, which is why I remember it. Like my, you know, that that medium-term memory is still okay. The long-term sucks. The short-term sucks. But if you asked me about a year ago, maybe I could pull out something. But, uh, no, I mean, I've never seen a guy go off like that. But you know why? Because they were cheating. Look at this. Look at this. Jason Parrish. I saw this on Twitter. He's replying to the Cubs. And he's going to end – well, the Cubs were in on this conversation. He says – well, easy to hit home runs when your wire tells you what pitch is coming. And I've checked. Every player on the Sox had something around their necks. Went 10 for 11 to 17 for 11. I don't understand what he's writing here. 31. He's, he's, he's talking, talking about, their, about their record. Their, oh, yeah. went from 10 and 11 to 17 and 11, hitting 31 home runs and magically leading the league in home runs with 54. They had 184 last year in 162 games, FYI. So apparently their gold chains that they're all wearing are sending secret signals, and somehow they got the guys that sit in the Wrigley Field scoreboard. The Black Sox are back. They're cheating. 
They paid off the dude sitting in the scoreboard. I think it's an inside Chicago job. Listen, a lot of people out of work. The mob needs to make money somehow, don't they? So they're going to look for some opportunities. That's now, some serious up. QAnon bullshit. Oh, I'm just saying. Q. Maybe Q's pissed <laughs> that all the Cubs fans hate him. Yeah, gave up. QAnon yep. is... It could be because he was going to maybe pitch tomorrow night. And instead it's well, it's the good news is Chatwood's back, but the, so, the weird guys, news is that Q is in QAnon <laughs> and he, he, <laughs> he is QAnon. And so uh, thankfully, you know, the Cubs are done with the White Sox until the end of the season and they get the Tigers who have just been absolutely Flailing and as bad as that, as as uncomfortable as that record seems, with what happened, the Cubs still find themselves seventeen and ten in first place. The Cardinals are nine and eight. Cincy eleven and fifteen. Milwaukee eleven and fifteen. And Pittsburgh off their three game sweep of the Brewers. Oh God, that was sweet. Ooh, baby. So you know they're not (laughs) in that bad of shape. But here's the thing: there's the eye test also. With the eye test, you know, when you take a look at the best team, which is the uh, Dodgers in the NL, that's a team where you're looking at it and you're just going like, oh, my God, those guys are just look so good. It's they just, they almost have good. a run differential of 100 almost already. I mean, it's not almost that, but it's It's, it's like close. 71 or something. Yeah, it's it's higher than every other uh, Just sure. And by the way, can I give you a, a kind of a, a I'm going to steal something from my VME, but it doesn't matter. This is their last year anyway. I'm going to steal all their good bits. Um, uh, we've only scored two more runs in the stupid Tigers. Two more the whole year. And we've scored. We've only had one more game. So it's not like there's a big differential there either. So just saying. Time for a quick interruption from our sponsor, Bet Online. Um, as sports keep coming back, well, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. So you got Major League Baseball, NBA, they're in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called the ice is right where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses bet online your online wagering experts so last year the tigers were not that good were they they lost 114 games, my friend. <laughs> I mean, that is, you know, you, you think like 2012 and 2013, you were like, oh, that was dog shit. You know, like that was just, I mean, it, in Detroit, they didn't even have like the bleachers and Ronnie Woo Woo to have fun with. Or like, they're just in the middle of Detroit with the, you know, I, I guess it's kind of near Greek town, I guess. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of fun there. There's a casino. I don't know. Like, um, well, but either way, it was, it was, I don't know. It was trash. Now, why did they give, I don't understand, Crawley. Why, when they send you this stuff, why are they telling you what happened in 2019 on this graphic? Always do. They, they, they always tell you. Well, and what, 2020 for they tell a team you, that you know that they didn't play. 
they tell you 2020, 2019, and, and since interleague play, always done. So this is the first time they're meeting since 2018 when the Cubs went 3-1. and one. So that was pretty good. It, uh, with, it, it was a double two-game set in uh, Wrigley and two at Comerica Park. And all time since the interleague, the Cubs are 8-17, 4-9 in Wrigley, 4-6 in Comerica Park since 2000. And I found this other stat that they gave me that was pretty interesting right here is that the Cubs have a 3-20 winning percentage, 8-17 against the Tigers in the franchise's second lowest winning percentage against any active major league club. The only one that they've done worse against is 4-12, 250 against the Yankees in regular season play. Well, you know, that being said, uh, they actually have had some success. Uh, you remember 1907 and 1908 uh, <laughs> World Series, Cubs beat the Tigers both of those World Series. But then uh, they lost to the Tigers in 35 and 45. So uh, they are 2-2 two and two in World Series victories just against the Tigers. It's crazy that they've played them four times for the World Series. Right. Uh, you know, and people may remember that 45 series because that was when the Billy Goat curse started, when Billy Cyanus got kicked out of the bleachers for having his goat named Murphy with him. And then, uh, you know, the Cubs did break that curse October 22nd, 2016, which happened to be the 46th anniversary of Billy Cyanus's death. His death day is when broke that curse at Wrigley beating the Dodgers. That's strange. And, you know, the other weird thing is, like, if you go back to – I was talking about the 1984 Cubs and how much I hate the Padres because they they knocked us out of that. Who would we have faced? Yeah, the The Tigers. Tigers. Because the Tigers actually won the World Series that year. Is there some sort of a connection between these two teams when they're good and when they're bad? (laughs) Of course, that doesn't work now. I love this picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing a, a photo right now for the, the listeners of the program of the Tiger King, of course, who is their current manager, I believe. I believe that is a file. Yeah, they. <laughs> I'm really glad you went with Tiger King instead of that magician that got his face ripped off by the tiger. That's tomorrow's, Michael. <laughs> don't don't, don't no, blow tomorrow. it, man. Don't, don't, don't. You got We got to get him tuning in for some reason. And no, well, Tiger I, King is not the manager, and neither is Jim Leland anymore. Oh, God, I love that photo of Jim Leland smoking the cigarette in the dugout. I mean, those were the days, you know. I mean, I might still – I might actually manage a baseball team and still smoke cigarettes if you could do those things at the same time. There are a a lot of hilarious stories about Jim Leland when the beat writers used to go talk to him for the post game. And I guess he used to literally sit there kind of in like a tank top, a jock strap with no cup, looking like – Clark the Cub just kind of sitting there smoking a cigarette and just <laughs> talking about the game like it's like no big deal. It's like, dude, come on, dude. Can you fucking put some shorts on or something? No, nothing keeps the reporters away from asking questions like uh, just sitting there in your jock strap. It's like, ask whatever you want, but you got to deal with this shit. <laughs> you, you ever see that uh, video of Jim Leland that was going around recently? Jim Leland uh, chewing out Barry Bonds? No, I didn't see that one. I, I think that's who it was. I'm pretty sure. What else you got for us about this? Is we face a tough dude tonight. I'll tell you that much. Uh, when you look yeah. at the pitching matchup, yeah, we got this is the one. This is the one that has me nervous tonight. Alec Mills uh, versus Casey Mizzy. And if you look here, Mills gave up six Mizzy. runs. Last I think it's Mizzy. Mize, Mize, Mizzy, Mize. <laughs> 
Getting busy with it. <laughs> Getting busy with it. But Mills gave up a lot of runs last Wednesday. Uh, you know, he gave up, uh, what was it? He gave six runs and didn't even finish four innings. Yeah, and so six he surrendered. Runs, seven hits, 3.2 innings, and didn't do that great the last time against Milwaukee either. He gave up four through six. Right, so, so he's got two good starts and two crappy ones. So. so, yeah, he's given up 10 runs on 12 hits in his last two starts, which is nine and two-thirds inning. And Mays will make his first home start at the ballpark. <laughs> Mays. Mays. Now it's Mays. I'm going with Mays. Well, you know what? He's a in Michigan. A couple more vows to go. Blue and, Blue and Mays is big in Michigan. So, <laughs> so guys, so, he, struck, he struck out seven White Sox, who he just faced, over four and a third innings. So he got a no decision. So he did a lot better than a couple of the Cubs did. You know, Hendricks that, and Lester. It reminds me of yesterday's guy, except for that this guy's better. Casey Mose is <laughs> is is better than Dillon. He was a he was the first round pick. He was the number one pick uh, of the of the uh, Tigers, and I think he was number one overall. And so that's and so he's mixing you know everything together really well. He's got a uh, couple different pitches that that curve a lot. Got a lot of movement on the pitches, just like Cease does. He's got this. He's got like a slidery, slurvery thing goes. He's got a fastball. He's got two fastballs, a four seamer, a two seamer. So it's like, you know, he's going to be throwing a lot at you. And the fact that the Cubs have never seen him, Oh, uh, yeah, well, we need it. We need a drop for when the Cubs haven't seen a pitcher. Some sort of like taps or. <laughs> So, like we talked about with Mills last time out, 3.2. He gave up the slam to Matt Carpenter. And, oh. you know, like you said, uh, at home, he's 1-2 and two with a 540 ERA. On the road, he's 1-0 and oh with a 3 ERA. So, you know, let's see what happens. But speaking of, you know, this, you know, we're, I don't want to go too deep into the pitching coming up here. But news today was that Chatwood, uh, it was going to be TBD. And then Mr. Dingleberry got sent back to South Bend. Chatwood is going to start. Tuesday in Detroit, Quintana is going to be activated and you can quite, you know, you may see him piggyback behind Chatwood and then start against Cincy for a doubleheader. Yeah. Right. That would make well, sense if you've got two guys coming off of Illinois, just, you know, make sure that, I mean, they know they're only getting two to three innings when you don't know what you, you know, how long they can go anyway. Yeah. And so th- this Muser guy, because uh, we're going to go, <laughs> we're doing all the vowels, A-E-I-O-U here. Muser has one hell of a cutter, I heard. I, so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they picked him high. They think highly of him. You know, this is a Detroit Tigers team that's rebuilding. Like, I was looking at it a little bit, and, um, you know, it's not like we're that much better when you compare our stats. You know, and, and the Tigers did manage to split three and three with Cincinnati. They've already played all their games against each other for the year. And so, I don't know. We, sh- we should be careful here. This is not a gimme. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm looking at the OPS. The Cubs are 18th in OPS. That's because nobody's hitting. You think uh, this is going to be a letdown game after the, the massive win they had yesterday or two days ago? Well, I'm hoping that they <laughs> that they go on the road and they get their shit together because, like, they've got you know they it's now a new situation. They're not going home at night to their apartments. They're on the road together. They're feeling like a team in the middle of a pandemic. They got to work together to keep each other safe, and maybe that will just focus their minds in a way that it will be positive. That's what my hope that they just like kind of jump on this guy because this guy throws strikes. So, and guess what? 
Our hitters have been known to hit balls in the in the strike zone. Not this year, but in the past. I've seen it with my own eyes. Just so, not this year. Detroit is 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and they are on a one-game winning streak, while the Cubs, guys, get this. The Cubs, the Cincinnati Reds, and Milwaukee, and I think the Cardinals played today, didn't they? Did they win today? Oh, I didn't. All, uh, did they play already? They, or, oh, they've got 17 doubles this week, I believe. <laughs> They were, but they, they did. <laughs> no, they're playing Kansas City. But almost everybody was four and six in the NL Central, so the Cubs picked a good time to start sucking because nobody's really gained ground. Yeah. This is how the Cubs line up against uh, Detroit here tonight. You got Ian Happ again, just absolutely rocking it, and then you got Rizzo, who all of a sudden is struggling too now. Two thirteen. Bias 200, Schwarber 230, Contreras 215, Hayward is starting to slump now at 246. Caratini still looks good at 293, Bodie, Bodie, Bodie at 190, and Nico Horner 208. Nobody's ever on base. All they do is go up there and look to walk. It's so annoying. It's like the worst Little League team when none of the kids, (laughs) like they're they're all kind of afraid to swing. Fucking swing the bat! It's and the only job. one they swing at are like down and away because they know that one's not going to hit them. <laughs> so Please the Tigers, this is who the Tigers are together. Victor Reyes, Jonathan Shoop. Uh, Miguel. Choop, 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 Miguel oh, Cabrera. Danny's showing his hip-hop roots. <laughs> it's, a, they, it's actually Scope. His name is Scope. It's probably Scope because he's like Dutch or some shit. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is there. Of a windmill. Uh, Jaime Candelario, <laughs> former Cub, Cub Farm System in the Justin Wilson trade. I uh, remember Jaime. It's, yeah. it's Jamer, I think. You know, man, what, what, what are you, Pat Hughes over there with the names? <laughs> <laughs> is it Wilson Gio. Contreras? And, and, and then up next is Nico Goodrum. <laughs> yep, it's, it's Jamer Candelario. <laughs> Jacoby Jones and Christian Stewart in left, Austin Romine at catching, and Willie Castro in third base. So if you look at the lineup, God, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's all right. You know, their averages look better than the Cubs' averages in most spots. I, I still remember Miguel Cabrera as a kid when I was at all the playoff games in 2003 and just watching him destroy the Cubs when he was with Miami Marlins. That's another sub 200 DH that I'm seeing. Yeah, it's weird. I'm seeing some, uh, seeing some bad well, DHs. I out mean, there. Miguel Cabrera. I mean, he's pretty much. I mean, I mean, that's the only person that has like any you know length on their career in this entire lineup. And maybe Austin Romine's got been in there. I a little believe different. Miguel Cabrera played in that 1945 World Series. <laughs> <laughs> he was a young rookie back then, <laughs> exactly. up and coming. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and funny, funnily enough, his his contract is still uh, uh, not as long as Bobby Bonilla's. Right, <laughs> pretty amazing. Oh God, to only just, I wish I had a Bobby Bonilla contract. And just so you guys are aware, both teams, nobody's faced anybody, no at bats. So we haven't faced yeah. their guy; they haven't faced our guy. You know, so I don't know. It, it's it, to me, it's one of those you know toss up games. You know. Yeah, it, no, it really could be, and well, the it really the fact, shouldn't be. Yeah, because I mean, you, you've got a team that's seventeen and ten. <laughs> I mean, 
It doesn't matter. Their batting average. Is, uh, uh, let me give you. Let me give you some comps real quick because I, right. I see Meatball Mike. He's coming in the green rooms. So let me give you some comps because they they have more home runs than us. They play in a bigger ballpark than us. Yet they have more home runs. Okay. Yeah. They are twelfth in homers. They have six more. We are nineteenth. We're not hitting the ball of the park. We do the one thing we do way better than the Tigers is walk. They've got a young offense. They are uh, third to last. The Cubs have almost double the walks of them, of the Tigers. So, you know, what you'd expect, okay? But, you know, as far as striking out, the Cubs strike out just as much as the Tigers do. They've only struck, they've struck out two more times than the strike, than the Tigers have, in fact. Right. Which is, you know, it's like, that's BS. Like, you would think that that would be a better stat there. And um, when you talk, when you talked about it on paper coming into the season, everyone picked Detroit last. Everyone picked the Cubs first, or maybe the Reds, but the yeah. Cubs in the top two. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But all they've yeah. only scored two more runs than the freaking Tigers. Now I'm the, agreeing. The Tigers, I'm agreeing with you. Yo, I know you are. <laughs> pitching, pitching wise, you know the Tigers. Uh, they're they've got terrible starting pitching. You know, it's all young. It's all inexperienced. Uh, it's dead last. Seven sixty three for their starters is the, is the number there on the ERA. So I, I was going to say the pitching's a big difference here. Yeah, uh, but you know their relievers are better. You know they've got well because if you strip out the first week for the but you know it's a full run better. Their relievers are a full run better, and with an if their starters have a seven sixty three ERA, which uh, that you so you know their relievers are taking a fair amount of innings, and they're doing okay, you know in that in that moment. So uh, I got a drop for that though. Their bullpen is all right. <laughs> their bullpen is all right. Boys, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? New drop. You know what, guys? Danny got that new phone with Patreon money. So if you haven't signed up for Patreon, please do so. So Danny can keep making fun stuff. Well, and Danny, what you were saying about the Tigers only like the Cubs only having two more runs than the Tigers. But that run differential is the other way. When you look at the runs against the Tigers have given up 151 runs to the Cubs, one eighteen. So the pitching, uh, yeah. pitching is making quite it quite the difference there. Yeah, no, it it does, and but it's their starters. You know, they actually I looked at it, and there's a, a couple of decent um, arms out of that pen. And you know, if they do find themselves with the lead, you know, like Kansas City did that one time, or like the Reds did a few times, like they've got a few arms to put in there. It's not like you can sit there and be like, oh, we'll just wait for the relievers to come out because like they've got Daniel Norris, who's thrown well. They've got Jose Cisnero, who you've never heard of that's thrown well. A guy named Brian Garcia. These are all sub three ERAs, some under two. And I'm not talking about like no innings taken. Gregory Soto uh, is like a mid four ERA reliever, but he's taken 13.1 innings. innings. So these are probably a lot of like, you know, kind of starts that, well, the starts that end up as bullpen games because they're, these guys are taking multiple innings, what I'm saying. They've, they're right. throwing a lot of innings. Um, so anyway, wow. it's been, it's interesting to see, like, if they find themselves with the lead, this is what I'm saying. They 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 have dudes to throw, so don't think there's a pushover team, and I hope the Cubs don't either, you know? Score let's early, what, score often. Let's yeah. see what Vegas, a.k.a. Desplains, have to say. Everybody, welcome Meatball Mike to the show. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Oh, good. 
Am I loud? Am I too loud? I might be loud. I'm using these yeah. new headphones. Oh yeah, it was, it was yeah, a, yeah. a little overblown. But if if you speak in your inside voice, <laughs> Meatball um, Mike could, doesn't have an inside voice. I, I, yeah, don't, I don't think so. How do you get the, if you got the name Meatball? I'm too Italian for an inside voice. Um, <laughs> what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got for us, Mr. Meatball? So I like runs today. I'm going to go, honestly, I'm going to take the over nine and a half in today's game. Ooh, over nine think, and a half. I think the Cubs, I, I don't Have I don't you been watching Mills. the Cubs lately? I have. I have. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. In a, and in a gambler's mind, they're due. I think I said that last week. <laughs> I just think they're due. That's, I love it. I love it. They're due. <laughs> There's Make no analytical base at all to this. Put the play. house on it. Do. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think, I just think at some point it's got to change. Like we know that these guys can be streaky, right? Uh, the Cubs. I mean, since 2015, really. I mean, since I guess really you look at it since 17, all these guys have had moments where they've just gone cold or they've gone really hot. And I just don't think guys like Javi and Rizzo. And and Wilson are gonna just continue to bat two fifteen for the whole season. Yeah. To like, be fair, they went dead in the middle of the uh, World Series. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and yeah. the NLCS right before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, if it wasn't for Schwarber and, and Zobras, who knows what would happen? <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I, I, I like the over. I just think there'll be runs. I think there's gonna be runs on both sides. It's and who does Vegas favor? Who does Vegas favor in this? The Cubs or Detroit? No, they do have the Cubs on the road. On the road, obviously favored minus one twenty four on the run line, um, and the Tigers are a little bit over a pick 'em if you wanted them at home. And then I thought about laying one and a half to the Cubs, but I just don't. I, I trust there to be runs. I just don't know if I trust them to pull away. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's been another one of their issues too of late. How many one run games have they been in already this year in twenty something games? Yeah, a lot. or twenty games. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those, those are my good, plays for today. Is there any good prop bets out there? I, I'm taking a break from props. I can't keep giving these bad props that are hitting. So I'm uh, staying away. I'm staying away. I don't know. See, I I would like you know every time I look at a matchup and try to get analytical, then I'm then it never works. So I should just Al Moore. He's not even playing. Watch him get in there, pinch hit for some reason, hit a home run. No, I don't have money on that, but I'm just saying. Who knows? We do not want you to bet El Mora for the home run tonight. That is that is. Not <laughs> I will not be. I will not be. But um, so, you know, I was I was close. I should have I should have went with my gut yesterday. I should have took Darvish on the, on the strikeouts. You yep. were saying yes. that in the post game show that yeah, it was eight. I went against it. I went against it, and then I went instead of taking the Cubs just on the money line, I took them minus one and a half. So I didn't hit that either. Uh, well, these things, going, these, these things go like the Cubs hitters. They go streaky. So I got a feeling, streaky. Mike, I feel confident that if you think the Cubs are going to win, that you're going to win your money tonight, and then you'll be ready for some more props starting tomorrow. I think well, we can get some props going. I'm feeling the over tonight. I think some it, runs are coming. And it's always good to help a, a slump. The true slump buster is going up against a bad team. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and more on top of that, too, is that it's a bad team. It's on the road. You don't usually play them. Like, you say whatever what it was. You know, I'm sure the, the Cubs players felt a little bit of the, you know, the, the Sox are hot. Like, we're playing the Sox. Like, I know they say they don't listen to stuff, and they probably don't. But they knew what was on the other side, too. So I think, like, this is a good, like, get on the road, get away from here, play a team that you are better in every category besides maybe the bullpen, as you guys were saying. 
Um, they have some okay, really, infrastructure. But I just think it, it, just, it points cups and it points runs to me. All right, you heard it here first. Meatball Mike taking the Cubs, and he expects the over on the run line. You expect there to be nine runs, correct? Ten, so it's nine and a half, so over. Yeah, ten 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 runs. runs. And the Cubs are going to win. And what? this is going to be a historic win, am I right? Yes, sir, because once this win happens, that will be number 11,000 in franchise history. 11,000. 10,999, second behind the Giants, 11,179. And the Dodgers are right behind them with 10,996. And Michael Cotton, in your own home, old hometown in 2008 is where the Cubs got their 10,000th victory, 7-6 to six in 10 innings. Oh, yeah. I remember that game. I totally yeah. don't remember that game at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it because my brother was there and he got me the stub and sent me the stub. So I have a. You have a 10,000, a 10K stub? Absolutely, nice. man. Absolutely. So when I lose money on Meatball Mike's picks, I'm going to have to pawn it. <laughs> I'll pawn it and pawn see what that, it's worth. That 10K stub. All right, my Meatball. Thank you for your picks. We appreciate it. All right, boys. Take care. Go Cubs. Yeah, go Cubs, Mr. Ball. Yeah, yeah go. Go. Man, it, it, he he sounds terrible with his uh with that with whatever he bought. Like he's got to take those back to the store. We're gonna we're, let's buy him something with Patreon money. In fact, if, if we get uh two two patrons tonight, I'm gonna buy Meatball Mike uh, the the best Ooh. sounding microphone. And no, I'm gonna buy him the same piece of crap we all have. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. So he can come on and sound like a million bucks. But yeah, go to patreon.com slash sunrise so I can buy Meatball Mike a decent sounding mic so we don't lose half our viewers in the middle of a segment. Did you see we were at like 20 and it went down to nine? MC well, you know, it's Jackson, coming back. It's coming the back. Spread. The, the pregame started. You know, like it's six o'clock. Nobody wants to watch over. the marquee network. You know, you're going to miss first pitch to stay with us. Everybody's super excited to find out who's replacing JD tonight. Mm. Or is JD going to be back? Does JD have COVID? JD has Nevid. He has Nevid. He 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 blew his knee out playing golf. I well, think Danny, somebody uh, hit him with a golf cart. Uh, I, you really? know, I'm thinking. <laughs> so I don't. Did, I, I didn't look into it. No, he did. He did hurt himself playing golf. He did do that, but I don't think anybody hit him with the golf cart. So, guys, you know, I think that we're, we're itching for the Cubs to really kind of get on a roll. We're hoping that they can really take it, take the Tigers to the woodshed here. Danny, uh, you got a song for us? <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm going to play this out. You know, I was um, I was play a song called morning. Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting I was sitting there this morning and and uh, and thinking about uh, how we're we're going to play the Tigers right now and and I thought of you know the hit show Tiger King and that song um, I saw a tiger which uh, not really and sweeping the nation and a tiger saw a man and I was like oh this is the perfect opportunity to just sit down with the the old uh, Club Four Hundred gifted guitar and. Uh, and and write a little uh, Tiger King parody. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're going to end this show with. And I guess we'll see you afterwards for the post game. And, um, hey, go Spagog, as they say in the biz. Spagog! Spagog. Tell Grandpa Rossi to wake up the Cubs. Tell him that the Tigers are in fourth and kind of suck. 
Let's slam lots of homers. Let's heat up our bats. Cause the Cubs offense has been hitting like crap. So let's beat the Tigers. Do it for Cubs fans. Let's beat the Tigers. Sweep the Tigers if you can. Oh, let's beat the Tigers. Do it for Cubs fans. Let's beat the Tigers. Sweep the Tigers if you can. Let's beat the Tigers. Sweep the Tigers if you can. Free Joe Exotic. Excuse the interruption, but I've got a message from our sponsor, Bet Online. Okay, uh, sports are coming back. Well, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. You got MLB, NBA, full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action because Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, Tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Visit betonline.ag because they're your online wagering experts, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. One more advertisement for you people. Uh, our show is sponsored by. Oh, oh God! I remember the time way back when, when I was shaving my balls and I nicked them. Oh, that was painful. But that is a thing of the past, because now I have the Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give me confidence and boost through body image. It's got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology, and it's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below. The Lawn Mower 3.0 is also waterproof. It comes with an LED light, and you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or... In a dark shower. Whatever you want to do. They also released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. It's the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. And it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. Why I said that weird. Moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver. It's a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if you catch you uh, sniffing yourself. Well, uh, I might, but they won't. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. Here's what you do. Listeners of this show, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code armchair. 
at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Get it done, men. I suppose women could use this too, but it's made for men, mostly. So, manscaped.com. Thanks for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. Promo code armchair. Post game. Cups post game. Cups post game. Cups post game. From the Sunranto Show. Nine times. Nine times. Cubs scored nine times. Yeah, baby. How about that? Finally, the win that we were looking for, you know? It it, it felt elusive. Yeah, you know, they finally came out and actually uh, scored some runs. Beat a team. Uh, it was funny because, Damn. you know, we, we were so down after this Sox series that uh, Meatball Mike came on earlier and he said – Pound the over. He said, pound the over. Cubs are going to win. What was it, 8.5? So they needed nine combined runs? No, no 9.5. Was it 9.5? 9.5. Yeah, so he, it, he got it. So it, they scored. They, they basically uh, made it. Well, for the Cubs to score nine? Was that what it was? No, or, no, no. no. Was the whole game. The whole game. Both yeah, teams. yeah, so he he got it. Yeah, Meatball Mike got it. So he took the over on the run scored, and uh, that was a good that was a good move. Uh, but it didn't happen until the very end. Did not happen until the ninth inning. And quite frankly, like that game was a lot closer than it ought to have been. You well, know, nine, in my nine opinion. runs is a lot of runs. Uh, you know, I mean, especially with the way the Cubs have been scoring. Nine times. Nine times. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, that's a lot of times to be absent from high school, too, in one year. I'll tell you, according to Ferris Bueller's principal. But, no, I mean, that game should have been, honestly, like 17-3. to three. That's how that should have ended. And they had the bases loaded twice. They couldn't capitalize. They made base running mistakes on the – uh, on the bases again, and I don't mean to complain about a win. You, you win big, you win nine three. It's it's a big win. They really needed it, but at the same time, it's like you know they had to use Tapera tonight because the game was still close. It was six to three after Millsy went out there for the seventh. Mills pitched a good good uh, start. You know, it was a quality start there. Got you seven innings, great. But at the same time, you're kind of like. Well, why do you have to use your like Tapera's of the world? You know, who's one of the only dudes that been been doing well? Why? Because it's six to three, and it should have been nine to three. Yeah, you know, two innings before, in my yeah. opinion. You know, Tapera Tapera's a great pitcher. He's been a great find. The good thing is, is you didn't use Rowan Wick. You gave Jeffries another Jeffries another day box. You gave uh, um, uh, Kimbrel gets a day off. So I mean, you still got a lot of guys, and to me. This guy was the one that I was most worried about this first game. If you can't win against these bums that the Tigers are throwing out there the next two games, then you don't deserve it. Fuck it. You yeah. know what I mean? I loved, you know, in, in regards to the Cubs uh, hitting woes when they have bases loaded, I did love this from Bleacher Nation. Mize, pitching like a veteran. 
He walks Hap to load the bases and end the threats. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it was unconscionable. Finally, they they finally they ended up getting a hit with the it bases took, loaded. It took another Bodie, and he's the last person to get a hit with bases loaded was Bodie a week ago. I mean, the guy literally can't hit high fastballs, and they don't want to throw them to him. It's like, just, again, if you throw a chest letter high fastball yeah. – He's not going to do anything, and, and they don't do that. He throws a cement mixer right in the middle. He's going to hit that every time. Just to your point, Michael, the Cubs came in tonight with a 182-211-182 slash in 38 plate appearances with the bases loaded. They went 0-2 in their first two chances until Bodie did deliver. Last year, the Cubs had 6-16 slugging, 10 grand slams with bases, bases loaded. Wow, and last year sucks. I mean, they had yeah. 10 grand slams last year? Where was I? Yeah, exactly. How did I not notice you, 10 grand slams? You, you know you know why? Because they hit 10, and in, in, like in eight of those games, they lost anyway. And you're like, I can't <laughs> believe they blew the game where they hit two grand slams. They lost 9-8. That's why. That never happened, by the if way. You rem- if you, and, you know, if you remember last season, it was like when they were home, they looked like the best team in baseball. And then all of a sudden, when they were away, they couldn't win. It was one of the worst disparities that you saw. And then once the injuries started to pile up in mid-August, September, that's when things went to shit. So that's kind of the last thing you remember is that, you know, the the series against the Cardinals at the end where, uh, you know, where they kept pounding the ball off Kimbrell. And I think they won like three games in the ninth and or tenth. It was just absolutely awful. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's not talk about last year. We won tonight. We're like, hey, let's talk about when we were miserable before. So if we talk about tonight, it all started in the top of the second with Mays pitching. Schwarber grounds out. Wilson singles. He was running hard on that. It was an infield single to third baseman. Hayward grounds out to get Wilson to second. Caratini hit by pitch. A David Bodie single starts this off, and the Cubs are ahead one nothing. followed by a Nico Horner single. 2 nothing. feeling good. Uh, bottom of the third, though, and you got Mills on the mound, Castro singles, Reyes called out on strike. How do you pronounce his name? I keep wanting to say Shoop. I think of the old Bears offensive coordinator. Scope. 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 Scope singles. Cabrera walks. Candelario grounds into a force out, and the Cubs lead 2-1. to So he got out of that mess. That That was an opportunity, like I said, that, you know, that they didn't have against the White Sox. They were able to get out of that mess, wiggle out of that jam. Um, in the top of the fourth, uh, May's still on the mound. Bodie Homer's giving the Cubs a 3-1 lead. And the fourth is when they kind of really started to pull away a little bit. Horner reaches on an air. Hap singles to left. Rizzo singles giving him a 4-1 lead. And then Baez Homer's. How bad did he need that? Two two Homer's tonight. No, that was so good. And, in fact- and Oppo Taco going, Oppo. going yeah. opposite field. That's uh, That's nice to see. So that's 6-1 lead right there. Now, in the seventh, Alec Mills is still pitching. And, again, that guy gave you everything he had. Jacoby Jones singles, and Christian Stewart hits a bomb, and it's 6-3. But then the top of the ninth, John Schreiber is in, and Baez, that's the second home run, 7-3. Uh, Schwarber singles, Contreras strikes out swinging, Hayward doubles. Caratini's intentionally walked, and finally, David Bodie singles. Bases loaded, Almora scores, Hayward scores. And the Cubs lead nine to three. Oh my God! I got so excited just seeing Hayward go opposite field. That, yeah, that when he poked it down the line, down the left field line, that was a thing of beauty. It's just like you know, I don't think we saw that this year yet, you know. And uh, he, he doesn't goes, do it. He goes opposite field so rarely. 
Yeah. That when I see it, I mean, even though like that was basic, it was a nothing hit at the time. Didn't mean anything, but man, I got excited. Like, like when Javi hit his, I was almost that excited. But that's again, after, after just an anemic offense, what do we have? 12 hits, three home runs. Am I right on that? Three home runs. Well, and Contreras could have had another one in a different park. He hit a 407 foot uh, out. <laughs> right, and so you could see Hap didn't get a hit, but again, two he walks, walked, getting yeah. on base, and that's what you want from a leadoff hitter. Hitter, pitcher. Uh, Rizzo had a kind of a rough day, one for five, but he had an RBI, but he left six men on base, struck out twice. Uh, Bias though with the big game, three for five, three RBIs, two home runs. I mean, just looks so much better. Schwarber one for five, so eh. Caratini had no hits, but he did get hit twice. Yep, get on base, man. Two yeah. for four for Hayward, who's been kind of scuffling a bit. But Bodie, man, that's the guy you talk about. Three for five with four RBIs. And then Horner, one for four with an, one ribby. So that was just great. Yeah, I mean, it, not everybody's going to hit every night. Sometimes that happens. But it, it's nice when it's just diversified hitting. You get some homers. You get some base hits. But as I said, I was a little annoyed that the, the Cubs didn't pull away even more, that it wasn't garbage time even earlier. You get Mills out of there. You're like, hey, Dwayne Underwood, I don't care if you make it freaking, you know, 9 to 6 or 12 to 6 right now, you know, but you're taking two innings, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing I was looking for. And, and the one thing we talked about is, is not letting hittable pitches go by you. And I always tell the story about Bobby Dernier, and this was back when pitch counts were, you know, everyone was talking about elevating pitch counts and all that. And he told me one time, he, he literally said, sometimes the first pitch you see is the best pitch you'll see the whole at bat. And so if you see your pitch, take it, be aggressive. Don't be stupid aggressive, you know, you get to two strikes. And I know it's hard to say, but like, it's like, the frustrating thing is we see what Rizzo does as far as a good job is, is working bats, you know, and, and choking up and trying to hit the ball, poke the ball when he's, when he's kind of, instead of taking the big home run hack with two strikes. But this was just a fun game because they were doing all the things that we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. And it was interesting to see uh, their pitcher, Mize or Moose. What's his name? Miso? Maze. Maze. Like, like, uh, like the uh, corn in Mexico, Maze. Okay, well, nice. <laughs> it was it was interesting to see you know the difference between him and Cease. Yeah, uh, who yesterday Cease was able to keep his composure against his old team, kind of you know worked his spots, you know got the job done. Whereas you could see, and the the Sox are a rising team, so you know rising tide, uh, you know rise, raises all boats. Whereas in this situation, you could see the wheels come off of Moose. He was also mode. not getting help in the field. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, they were making the plays behind. Tigers him. booted it around a little bit. But you could see him getting frustrated. So, like, I don't care if he's a great pitcher and, and has, has a bunch of pitches that he could throw. It doesn't matter if uh, if you're going to lose your cool out there because there was a, a misplay. You know what I mean? Let's kind of look here at the, at the box score here. You know, Mays was 3.1, five hits, four runs, three earned runs. But he also had two walks. You know what I mean? And so I think that the Cubs – you can be selectively aggressive and, and make them throw strikes. And when you see your pitch hit it, and I think that's what they really did tonight is they forced these guys to kind of put it in there. And when they did, they made them pay. And when you looked at what happened with Cease, they were, I mean, they should have the book on Cease. He was in their organization. One of yeah. the problems that Cease has had in the past 
is throwing a lot of pitches, not not being aggressive, and they were swinging it a lot of crap and 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 doing him favors. First pitch, yeah, yeah, doing him favors, yeah, just rolling over on the first or second pitch. Um, yeah, but how about that that guy that got Funkhauser? What a name! Yeah, we like the Funkhauser. Yeah. We like the Funk House. We bought the Funk House. <laughs> he was the only we one that the funk. he was the only one that did not give up a hit from the Tigers bullpen. So yeah, well, we burned him. He's not maybe, going tomorrow. I, I know that. Uh, what is it? Funk away the the solutions. Maybe they can sponsor <laughs> the show, the Tigers post game show. <laughs> Sure. This is the I mean, I mean, I mean, play of the game. Yeah. The, the, every time Funkhauser comes out, this relief appearance by Funkhauser brought to you by Funkaway. <laughs> and, and he did, Funkhauser he, doesn't get Funkawayed. He's the only one that that kept our funk away. To be honest, like he did yeah. not give up the funk. And so there you see right there, Mills with seven innings, seven seven hits, three runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Which man, I wonder what the over was on that. And then uh, Tapera, like you said, another two strikeouts in one inning, and uh, Colin Rea coming in. And so, like I said, when you look about it, Tapera is like the only one that you really like. Uh, you know, wish you wouldn't use him, but in general, like like I said, I think the Cubs bullpen is going to be well rested for tomorrow. I think that when you look at the at, at who they're throwing out there, uh, you know, it really to me is is you have an opportunity to. to this was the game that worried me. I was worried about Mays and what he was going to do and whether the Cubs were going to be able to. You knew they were going to break out sooner or later. Sooner or later, that valve was going to be released, and it was tonight. And, and Mays was the one that, unfortunately, you know, he was the one that was the on the losing end of that for him. No, no well, fuck that guy. He's not <laughs> on our team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he lost his cool out there on the mound. And you know, it, to see this Detroit team, and uh, you know, they, they just are, are a uh, who's who of who's that. You know what I mean? <laughs> really through and through. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. They're obviously a, not a very good team. I, I do not see why you can't take all three here. Uh, who pitches tomorrow? Danny Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah. So uh, that that'll be fun to talk about him against. But that's his against uh, Chatwood. So it'll be interesting to see where Chatwood is in his recovery. You know, well, we know his back spasms or whatever. Yeah. And he shouldn't be too bad, but. That's the kind of thing that can pop its head right back up. The other thing, though, that I think about, too, is that you, you are going to have, like we talked about in the pregame show, you're going to have Quintana that can come in and help out if things don't work great with Chatwood. Uh, the one that I'm interested in is Sunday, you got Fulmer versus John Lester. And I want to or Wednesday. I want to see how <laughs> I'm, I'm already focusing on the weekend, but, uh, you know, I'm very interested to see how Lester bounced back from that awful, awful start against the uh, the White Sox where he just got hit like a piñata. Well, yeah. I mean, all these guys, the the last time in, on the homestand, and, you know, what what I'm kind of pointing to right now is the fact that they went on the road and were able to bring it together and, you know, play a better ball game. I mean, it's really hard to tell when you're playing a team like the Tigers what you really have. You know what I mean? Because they're kind of so – notoriously horrible right now and haven't put it together in any way, shape, or form. They lost 114 games. Like, that is a historically bad team. That is among, like, the top 20 worst teams in all of baseball history, and there's been some crappy teams out there. I mean, it, it, it to see our guys against those guys, you know, it's, it's just hard to measure what you have, you know. Well, you know, I think that last week threw us all for a real bad tilt. You know what I mean? 
is that they come home and you got this big four game series with the Brewers and you lost what, like three one run games? You won one, lost three one run games. Then you had that crazy, what, five games in three days where we barely had time to even breathe and you had two comeback wins and a couple blowouts. And then you had those three games against the White Sox where you had two blowouts and you barely won the last one. So I don't know. I'm just telling you that as I take a look at it, it's it, it was such a difficult week. And sometimes when you're playing teams that are good, and let's be honest, White Sox are a good team. The Brewers have always played the Cubs tough in the last few years. The Cardinals, everyone knows the Cardinals' history. It wasn't an easy stretch by any stretch of the imagination, but the Cubs keep doing what we say is that when you play these shit teams, beat the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah beat the hell out of the shit teams all day long, all season long, and you're going to put yourself in a pretty good position because then really you only need to go about 500 against those better teams, and then you got to put together uh, a few good yeah. you know, playoff runs. No no eating Joe Madden's meatloaf. You know what I mean? Like no two or three ain't bad against Yeah, no no giving crap. up on that last day. Just yeah, fucking whip just their be ass. Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to we're only going to go with eight guys today and <laughs> we're going to we're going to have the trainer throw uh throw out of the bullpen. If that's cool. Yeah, you know, add him to the yeah, 40 man. Yeah, Jimmy's been sick this week, so we're going to let him pitch <laughs> yeah. even though he's not a pitcher. It's been his dream since he lost his arm. let's throw them out there so guys it's a good thing the cubs did win because it's you know right now the brewers look like they're about to beat the reds four to two which again it's like jesus i do not know what's the reds deal and the cardinals are taking it to taking the royals to the woodshed here eight to three so you know the cubs just got to kind of keep going keep going and and you know one game at a time beat these bad teams and and like I said, Javi Baez was the one that scared me the most, how bad, how lost that guy looked. Like, he looked helpless. I've seen him go – all these Cub hitters are streaky hitters. And I think Meatball Mike was talking about that before the show. They all go through their streaks. But having all of them go through their streaks at one time and being so bad and Javi being about his worst if I've ever seen him, seeing him hit two home runs today, you know, just allows me to breathe a little bit because there's a little bit of panic in that moment there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and his uh, his numbers at Comerica are notoriously good. And so, I mean, I, I saw he had an OPS well over – it was only like nine at-bats, but he had had a homer and and uh, got like four – he was like four for nine or something like that. And so it, it is nice to see that he came in with that kind of mindset. Like, oh, I'm, I, and he seemed like to be feeling himself again too. Like he had just gotten right. You know, you just kind of, he clicks, you know, and you can see it click. The the Mago came back. Like, I don't know what's wrong. But, you know, it happens. Well, and, and even early on when he didn't, when he wasn't hitting a home run, he hit a really bad pitch for a single earlier in that game. I heard some interesting, we were talking about, I heard on the radio the other day, and it was an interesting point that I didn't think much of, is that there are guys like Javi Baez that feed off the energy of a crowd. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. Make it up. He's a showman, El Mago. You know, he loves that shit. And I wonder, and I can't, obviously you can't quantify this, but I just wonder how much going to a ballpark and not, like he, like, you know, Sammy Sosa was the same way too. Just, he lo- he fed off that crowd energy. And I think Mago did, El Mago did too. Remember how we were talking uh, with John Baker and, and Bob Kendrick about, 
how just some of the players down in the Latin American countries, they love the music playing and the craziness and kind of just living it up. And that's always been Javi and just not, and just not having the crowd. How much was that? How much has that been affecting him? And the other one is you Darvish on the flip side of that. Is he somebody yep. that's doing a lot better because you know what? There's nobody kind of, you know, you know, how it goes when like all of a sudden shit kind of goes bad in a game and everyone starts grumbling and you can hear like the whole stadium like, Arr. well, you know? well and, and some of the rookies, you know, like you know, normally they would be over, maybe overwhelmed by the size of the crowd. Like you're just, you know, you're a triple A playing to a couple thousand people on a Wednesday and all of a sudden you're at Wrigley Field at your first big league game, you know, and the uh, Baker said this, I don't know if he said it in one of the shows or he said it to me uh, in a different conversation, but. Uh, about the bullpen, you know, like you're a hometown crowd, like imagine Pedro Strope a couple years ago out on the mound. It's a tight game. It's the eighth inning. It's three and two. The crowd's on its feet. We need a strikeout so bad. The bases are jammed. You know, this is the game's on the line. And, you know, they because the crowd's going nuts, the guy swings at the pitch. Like it's like you're part of writing that script. And I think that the fans do enter a lot into it. So yeah, some guys are going to feed off that, but other dudes like rookies who normally be, you know, like Alec Mills, like he's now had three good starts, one mediocre start and one terrible start, but like, that's not bad for a young guy. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, you know, we saw it yesterday with uh, Cease. You know, maybe he's better because of, uh, you know, no fans in the stands. I think there's going to be a lot written about this when 2020 is done. 2020 is a weird-ass year. No one has to tell anyone that. But I think there's going to be a lot of interest in, in as far as how not having fans affects players one way or another. I think it's tough to value players right now in a way. Like, and I, I think some guys will thrive in the moment and some guys won't. Like, and, but maybe just like anything in baseball, you make your adjustments. You know, can, can these guys make the mental adjustments? Can they get used to a new thing quickly? Just like, can people get used to wearing masks? Some societies can figure it out. Some people freak out. Like, I don't get it. Some teams did COVID well. Some teams, like the Cardinals, are, you know, out there still posting pictures of themselves saying, fuck COVID. Like, Yadier, <laughs> Yadier Melita out there at his, own very, his very own super spreader. Although, I don't know if you want to get into to this tonight, Carly. We were talking about it earlier on text. Uh, do, do you have the uh, the picture? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah, but just to give uh, some people some background information. And, and honestly, the fun, the most the funniest thing, too, is I put it on my face. And it's just absolutely, I think, I don't like 7,000 responses and shit. And I'm like, holy shit, like, are people... You know, like some some of the responses were about as crazy as you can expect. And I was just like, wow. So just to give you some context, obviously everybody knows the Cardinals fuck up uh, social distancing. And that's why we had to play, uh, what was it, five games in two days, something like that. And part of the reason was, and one of the guys that got it was Molina. And so Molina was, you know, he got it. What do we say? Carlos Martinez and his his petri dish of a body there or whatever. Were like got it. seventeen cardinals. Like if we we would be here all night if we started naming all the cardinals that got the vid. It was coaches. It was a staff. The mascot got it. Three popcorn vendors. The broadcasters got it. The grounds crew had it. Their their but version anyway, of Roddy Woo Woo got it. <laughs> yeah. What ends up happening is on Instagram today. 
Yadier Molina posts this picture. And if you look at the bottom, it says, fuck COVID. So that's him, some guys. And no, I cannot explain why he's wearing a John Elway jersey. But uh, yeah, it was just very bizarre as far as what he was doing there. And so, you know, a lot of people are, you know, he puts this on his own Instagram and a lot of people are trying to figure out what's going on. You know, there you can obviously see no masks, no social distancing, all that other stuff. But, you know, at this point, uh, you know, a team that just went through basically almost fucking up the entire baseball season, you know, should kind of just be more careful about what they're doing. Well, they should definitely be more careful about the kind of images that they're putting forward, no doubt. I mean, this, this is an irresponsible image to be uh, tweeting out and proud of. But at the same time, Yadier Molina is probably fine and like rolling with the antibodies. Like if I was him, I'd opt out of the season. Well, I like how he said that uh, the people in this picture also all already had COVID and uh, we don't have to worry about it. And it was like, wait a second, you know, you're hanging out with people with COVID. No wonder you fucking got COVID. <laughs> so it was a translator. All your friends have COVID? <laughs> it was the translator, the catcher, his assistant, his niece, the assisting hitting coach, and the bullpen catcher. The okay. billionaire and his wife, the and, and movie star. It's like it, Gilligan's Island casts. <laughs> right. And so, again, it just takes one person. Just takes one of those people in the big group of people. And maybe it's not Yachty, but maybe it's the translator. Maybe it's the niece. Maybe somebody's got it. And then you, you run the risk of really kind of you know, causing this season to get messed up again. The Cardinals cannot, you know, I don't know how many games they've played so far. They still have a shitload to go but to make up all that they miss. But you can't keep doing this. You've got to be careful around here if you're going to get this season done. They're playing 73 games in the next two days, in fact, just to try to <laughs> make it up. They actually have to play punishment games for getting COVID. That, that should be – if you want to go full Hunger Games on this season, I, I think that they should add things like that. If you get COVID, like you're docked half a game or something like that, gives them some incentive, almost like a swear jar for getting COVID. What do you think? Absolutely. No, I, I – well, and you damn sure shouldn't be anywhere in the standings until you've hit – a certain threshold number of games because these assholes being in second place right now is bullshit when they've, they're what 12 games behind everybody else. Yeah. So the, the Cardinals put out a statement today, basically saying, given our experience with the outbreak, we have to be extra vigilant as we fight the coronavirus with the three basic principles of social distancing, wearing a mask and proper hygiene. So, you know, obviously in that picture, you don't see a lot of any of that stuff. We will remind players and staff that these practices must be done at both home and on the road for us to be successful. Um, did you know that in 19, uh, the 1918 influenza epi epidemic that St. Louis also did a really bad job? <laughs> we were talking about that at dinner tonight, that St. Louis has actually now failed at both of their pandemic opportunities. I don't know how they did in like the 68 Asian flu or whatever the shit that came through. Then remember there was one. I don't know. You know, they're all going to get Ebola and they'll just, they'll just, just hang it off the arch. How many World Series rated. rings did they have back then? Because that's all they'd kind of like to talk about. 
It didn't, it didn't matter because they also got leprosy and then their fingers <laughs> fell off. <laughs> right. They had no fingers to put no a ring on. To, yeah. If you like it, then you shouldn't have got leprosy. Sorry. That, <laughs> I, 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 break, I break into Beyonce. It's my, it's my thing. We all I, do. I, I, yeah. I break into Beyonce dances too. That music video was, uh, oh, was oh, something. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so um, Molina did put out a statement later on where he's basically like apologizing. I know Corona is a serious virus. Yeah. Trust me. I had it for a week. Many of the people in this picture are the same way. We got together to celebrate beating COVID. So there you go, Michael. It was, it was a COVID party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, might as well. You got those antibodies. Well, listen, my, my sister's a, a childhood friend got it and she's got a pool down in Virginia and, uh, you know, she she had it with her husband, and they got tested and everything. And then uh, she, my sister was on lockdown, hasn't had it. And she, my friends are, were, were like, hey, come on down. We already had it, so we're not going to give it to you. We got the antibodies. We're not afraid that you have it. So, like, you know, the, Yachty's kind of the guy you'd want to be around right now. No, you know. never. <laughs> There's not a fucking – there is no situation in which Yachty is the guy I want to be around. That's just not yeah. going to ever happen. I'm, I'm, I'm more scared about sticking to his uh, chest protector and just <laughs> getting <laughs> swallowed up into that vortex. Right. That's why you have to socially distance with Yachty because you might actually get stuck to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. So tomorrow, uh, anything to add to, to tonight? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We got Turnbull. Turnbull. No, it was a good win. I mean, the, the, the team came out. They sucked with – you know, guys in, you know, the bases loaded or whatever, but ultimately they scored nine runs. That's uh, the first time that they've scored more than, what, three in over a week? Yeah, in a while. Something like that. No, yeah. I think they scored four. They, they lost scored five four against the White Sox. They lost 10 to one. They won two to one. Uh, you know, they, they won, they lost nine to three, they won four to two. So yeah, you haven't seen like this offensive output in a while and it was just so needed. It was just so. I, yeah. I mean, Cause if it, if it had been a, a five to three game, you know, or a four, three game, I don't know how excited you are at this point. I you wouldn't know? have been excited. I wouldn't. I a a, a six-three game. I'm. I'm even more pissed off. Like <laughs> I, I was starting to get pissed in the eighth. I'm like, um, this. I mean, it felt like a game that should have already been out of hand, you know, and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, you know, I guess we're just in for like an exciting like use. Here comes Kimbrel to walk the bases loaded again, you know. So well, hopefully we can just tomorrow. How about this seventeen. To nothing. And Chatwood strikes out nine. Like he comes back strong, his back is healed. He saw Mr. Miyagi and he got the, the wax on, wax off treatment and he put it on his back. And uh, now he's feeling good. Now he's going to crane kick Miguel. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is his name? Cabrera. Turnbull. Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Oh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I can't believe it. The, the woolly buffalo. He That dude looks like a buffalo. I'm just, I'm still bitter about Cabrera in 2003. I know. I know I should kind of let it go, but that's that still haunts me. I still hate the Padres because of 1984. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think you're well within the, uh, you know, the Statue range. Statue of limitation. Statue of limitations never mm-hmm. runs out. There are people out there that hate the 69 Mets. 
My dad's like that. Like for me, it was <laughs> my for me it was the Padres that broke my heart. But 2003, like I had just gotten married, just got a real job where I actually had some money, and then I went to and I had no kids, so I could go to as many games as I want. Didn't matter. I went to so many games that year, and then like to see it come crashing down. I was there in Game Six and Game Seven. It was like, oh god. When I was 26, it was a very bad year. <laughs> ah, Steve fucking Garvey indeed, John Vasquez. So on that note, uh, let's we'll leave you with that bit of pessimism. And, it's uh, nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Let's yeah. just keep thinking nine times. Yeah. So, uh, what, what should I take us out with? Uh, why, why don't we do the "Let's Beat the Tiger" song again, or, or is that more of a pregame song? I think it's more of a pregame. I say, I say, we get a little bit more something, something more upbeat there. All right. How about? Uh, well, I'll take us out with. Uh, how about our year? Let's win the World Series. All right, our year. I like sure. it. It's our year. Looked bad for the cops. We were down three to one. But this year was our year. It took a long time to come. Took game five at Wrigley, headed back to Cleveland. Cause this year was our year. Took a long time to come. And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down. The championship, what Hayward said. In the locker room, gave you the strength to play on Now we're there, and we've only just begun Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come In the top of the tenth, the Cubbies scored two runs Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come No more Billy Goat curses or blaming Bartman Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down The championship, what Hayward said in the locker room Gave you the strength to play on, now we're there and we've only just begun Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come And we've only just begun Cause next year is our year We don't only want Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.